Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers. Hello and welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast with the theme of marketing. In today's episode we look at a disruptive technology that has boundless possibilities of transforming everything we do that is generative AI. And for today's podcast, we have noted management thinker Shiv Shiv Kumar, operating partner of Advent International, and Devjani Ghosh, who's the president of the National Association of Software and Services Companies, which is better known as NASCOM. She's responsible for establishing new growth areas for the tech industry, and AI certainly is one of the biggest buzzwords today. So over to both of them to tell us. how generative ai can transform you know what whatever businesses and marketing specifically shiv and deepjani welcome to business line let me dive in straight see unlike the metaverse which many leaders now are expressing reservations over generative ai seems to be an investment that must be made by all companies so what's your take deepjani ladies first will you go first <laughs> thanks chitra you know the the way i see it generative ai is not new it's an evolution that has been happening ai has been around from 1950s and it's been continuing to evolve and continuing to impact lives today it's pretty much an integral part of how we use technology whether we know it or not it it pretty much drives a lot of the use cases that you see what we saw with generative ai is a step change if i may call it that in the evolution of ai where thanks to the explosion in access to good quality data and thanks to uh, the explosion in computing power you suddenly had much higher capabilities than you have had before and very interestingly capabilities around two things one creation of new content and two we finally have a technology artificial intelligence that is now able to understand the context and structure of language and that is critical because till now language has been the domain of us humans right that's been our terrain that's something that we have prided ourselves in and now all of a sudden artificial intelligence is able to understand the context and structure and therefore as a result what's happening is the use cases that are coming out because of its ability to create new content because of its ability to understand structure and language are absolutely mind blowing and the impact that it can have across different sectors is not just exciting but it's pretty obvious we have use cases in hand in terms of how it will transform so that's my take in terms of what's happening it's been an evolution we've suddenly seen this step change happening and uh, it's very real in terms of what it can do okay so the step change is what has got the world excited shiv uh, over to yeah. you i would say chitra that uh, i would agree with what devjani has said i think the whole concept of generative ai is the ability to deliver new and original content using extensive databases the current one uses i think till 21 or 20 if i'm not wrong and if you just look at what's going to happen with data in the next few years with 6 billion people having a mobile phone with iot coming in with camera surveillance happening etc 
I think you will have a much bigger data set in the coming days. And I think uh, the ability to generate uh, new and original content will be just immense. This is a step in the, in the future. There is no way uh, this is irreversible. It's there to stay. It will be regulated. It can be regulated and they will be self-regulation. But uh, this is an idea of the future. Okay. Yeah, everyone's kind of excited on what it can do. And uh, I think also at the development end, there has been a quite bit of excitement because I think when Sam Altman threw the challenge that, you know, Indian companies should also uh, do it, could they do it? And the Indian companies have hearteningly taken it up. So many are Tech Mahindra, TCS, etc. So Devjani, since you are leading the charge at, at the tech industry front, if you can tell, will we see exciting developments right here at home? <laughs> I think the Altman answer to the question was completely blown out of proportion. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but, but that said, I think uh, the Indian companies and then the Indian startups, in fact, a lot of our startups have been in the space from way back in 2017, 2018, and they have been working along these lines, right? So we are definitely going to see our companies come into play. Now, the question that's in front of us and that we are all debating right now in Dust government, etc. is if you look at the value chain and you look at what moves companies up the value chain, generative AI value chain, there are three things. One, access to good quality data, massive amounts, access to mega high-end computing. I'm talking NVIDIA, H100, A100 uh, GPUs, which is extremely expensive too. And three, access to very, very deep pockets. You need a lot of money to make this happen. So as a result of it, uh, today, what we are seeing is the key players who are really driving the ecosystem, driving the value chain are the companies that have the deep pockets to afford it and countries. So right now, it's primarily U.S. and a few companies in U.S. that are leading the entire uh, transition to generative AI. China's trying to catch up and I think China will catch up soon. It has a few challenges. Uh, what we have to figure out is where does India want to play in this value chain, right? We could definitely play at the entry level, which is wrapping applications around somebody's foundation models. And that's where most startups are. But I think as a country, we have to figure out how to move up the value chain, which means it's time for India to build. We have to build our foundation models. We have so much data which is going into the, you know, all these companies that are creating these foundation, closed foundation models. I think we have to turn the diet. We have to build our foundation models uh, using our local languages, using our, incorporating our cultural context, etc. We have to build GPU or computing access for our startup so they can get a level playing field. And we have to build out the usage cases for adoption at scale. So these are, and of course, the regulatory approach, which drives innovation with the right level of oversight. So uh, I, I do believe that our work is cut out for us. There's a lot to be done. Um, industry, government will have to play together. Good thing is we have worked very well together in the past. So I'm sure we will work well again, but we have to act fast. You talked about big money, but I think the market is also, the potential is vast. I think I read somewhere that it was 
US dollar 9.74 billion under the size of the generative AI market in 2022 and expected to explode to 109 billion dollars. So that's an opportunity we should not miss, right? No, absolutely. The the market is frankly all the numbers we are seeing. They're they're mm-hmm. early projections. Uh, see what what shift said. What it's gonna do is it's gonna incorporate a layer of intelligence in everything we do. So if mm-hmm. you think of it fundamentally, the one big change it's gonna bring out it will bring about is it's gonna make us humans maybe 10x, 30x productive, no matter what we do, right? Uh, Across most jobs, there are some jobs which will get displaced, but across most jobs. So this is something no one can miss out on. It's not just the market, but it's the cost saving opportunities. It's the ability to do more. You know, the CEOs are tremendously excited about the productivity change it can bring about in the organization. Yeah, interesting that you mentioned productivity. Shiv, um, at Cannes Lions, you know, where the Festival of Creativity, we saw lots of discussions around AI. And uh, here the discussions were that, you know, that generative AI, which is a step ahead, it's going beyond the efficiency play. You know, earlier AI was pegged as raising productivity and your jobs won't go it's mostly to enhance your productivity but now the discussion is moving to you know that uh, with generative ai you can move beyond productivity and efficiency and into creativity and actually doing things that bright marketeers do so if you can uh, give a take around this with the move to creativity so i think as always advertising people are very narrow focused and they think no creativity has happened why are technology in the past that are absolutely dead wrong. For example, you look at camera and pictures and look at all the creativity which has happened around that. You look at video and TikTok and all the creativity which has happened around that. So I think advertising people need to open their minds. I think the whole marketing services industry, which is in multiples of billions of dollars and all marketing services applications and sectors will get dramatically impacted by, you know, generative AI. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. So for example, imagine a startup out there. If a startup wants to generate packaging, they can use generative AI to say, how will kids use a toothpaste? What do I need to depict? What should I be doing? How do adults use a toothpaste or a shampoo or whatever it is? Okay. So all of toothpaste, all of packaging as an example can be generated. Next, all your concepts can be generated uh, via generative AI. You can ask, uh, you know, the system to generate for you. What do you think are the best concepts? What do you think people look for in a pastry, in a juice, in a flight, whatever it is. That's the second thing that they can do. The third thing which will have dramatic impact is market research. Market research is all about databases. And databases are very narrow and protected in most parts of the world. Now, I'm hoping, thanks to generative AI, a lot of the government databases will be open and available. And imagine what the system can do. Imagine you're attending the session day after tomorrow, Chitra, on how India spends. Imagine if the database were available and what people could do with the database. You know, So I think every single thing in the whole marketing value chain is up for grabs. And I think this is the biggest disruption which will ever happen. If you actually go back in terms of technology, computer generated graphics was a big disruption for the advertising industry many moons ago. If you remember 20, 30 years ago, okay, that, that's become passe. It's a commodity today. But I think the ability to generate content based on insights generated from data, 
I think that chain is being completed with generative AI. And that is something which all marketers have always wanted right through their lives. So um, there's no denying the good that generative AI can do. I mean, the kind of uh, work it can do. But there are also huge reservations on this technology going rogue. And uh, I mean, we live in an era of fake news and dark web and dark patterns and so on. So they tell me, uh, we've seen things backfiring. What are the risks? If you can uh, talk about the risks, is, does the good outweigh the risks? Well, you know, First of all, there are risks with respect to accuracy still. It's early days. So a lot of the accuracy depends on the kind of data you are used to train the models on and the quality of data. It's not just the kind, I mean, how much data, but it's the quality of data that you're using to train the models on. So accuracy is definitely going to stay a problem. And I'm glad it's going to stay a problem because it gives us humans a role. So <laughs> you know, we, we will need to, we just can't ask it to write our article for us or our interview questions for us and give it out there. We will have to play a role of verifying whether it is correct or not, or adding our own nuance to it, right? Um, there are other issues. Again, this goes back to how we train the models, bias. Now today, if you go into any of these models, any of the GPTs, and you ask it very India-specific questions, you are not likely to get the right answers. Or there have been cases, for example, in mid-journey, et cetera, where in the, they've corrected it now. But earlier days, when you would ask for a CEO, image of a CEO, they would only throw up uh, white men. So bias can get amplified, uh, and it can get amplified at a very large scale, given the reach of these uh, technologies and applications. Uh, there's something that we call hallucination, where suddenly if you're interacting with the with the AI for a very long time, it starts believing it's human, and it's it's actually quite a lot of fun when you're when you're a you know deep user and it suddenly starts acting human. It's it's I can it can be scary, but it can be fun too. Um, I, I have a lot of fun with it, but you know, so there there are definitely uh, there's the issue about how much energy it takes for building such large models because the amount of computing that is required is tremendously high. So when everybody is trying to bring down their carbon footprints, this is going in the opposite direction. So there are a lot of concerns, like with every technology. And I think this is where we have to figure out what is the road ahead? How fast do we go? How much time do we take to address these concerns? You know, and what are the, uh, I keep talking about oversights. It's very important to put in the right frameworks, governance, regulatory framework that will ensure that we are able to check for these concerns right through the building process from design to commercialization. It's very, very important, right? And mm -hmm. while governments will regulate, but I think industry has a huge role to play here where they also have to self-regulate. And this is something as NASCOM, we are working a lot on with industry to create a framework for responsible build and use of AI, because I think that's the starting point. I sort of laugh every time anyone tells me, um, you know, when will AI become responsible? My first question is, when will human beings become responsible? You know, whenever we become responsible, whenever we become bias-free, whenever we do not want to harm anyone else using technology, technology will be absolutely safe. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a dance. <laughs> I mean, you have to keep 
<laughs> staying one step ahead, I guess. Yeah. Shiv, uh, your take on this? Yeah, I think, as I mentioned to you, I think all aspects of, uh, you know, marketing will be impacted, which is what you asked me to speak about. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think the whole issue of customer service and customer experience, mm -hmm. I think uh, it can answer follow-up questions. It has a record of what the customer has asked him or her. It can challenge incorrect uh, premises. Okay. Uh, it can do a lot. You can do SEO optimization on keywords. Okay, you can do meta description, link building, you know, you can do data sorting, you can do a hell of a lot of stuff. I think the scope is immense. What it cannot do, it can never do any physical task as the human being does. Okay, and I think the database is the most important thing. If the database is corrupted, then the whole thing will be corrupted. So you need to be clear about that. And it cannot replace human decision making. Okay. And a good example of that is uh, even in artificial intelligence-led systems and machines like uh, the airplane, you still need a pilot. If you go through turbulence, his judgment is always a very crucial thing, despite autopilot, despite everything else being available. Okay, that's what I'd say. And in response to where is this headed, I was just reading uh, before this interview on the internet about the internet. In 1995, when Bill Gates went on the David Letterman show, there were 40 million people on the internet. And David Letterman didn't understand a word of what Bill Gates was trying to tell him in terms of what the internet was. So the first time Bill Gates said something, David Letterman said, so it is a radio plus product. Second time, Bill Gates said something that you can watch live stream. He said, oh, it's a TV plus product. And finally, David Letterman has actually said, believe it or not, I don't see the big value in this. I don't think there'll be any money to be made out of this. How wrong could someone be at the end of 28 <laughs> years of uh, this happening? So I think every new technology, people will wonder what's happening in the internet, in privacy, in uh, social media. There are ills and that's only natural. It always happens like that. There are ills, but I think the benefits far, far outweigh you know, the ills. And uh, many good technologies when actually released to the larger audience, benefit the larger audience like gps uh, after the downing of the uh, korean aircraft president bill clinton made gps available for everybody after that we had many more safer flights and uh, much fewer accidents thanks to border crossings by aircraft so there's lots of good in technology there will always be a few rogues who will use it the wrong way but that's not the reason for us not to embrace technology or move forward so final question to you, Devjani, on NASCOM, what uh, what are the guidelines that NASCOM has put in place or what are the directions that NASCOM is giving on generative? Yeah, so there are broadly four areas we are working on. Uh, the first one is uh, preparing the talent base. I think India today has a significant advantage when you're talking about AI talent because we, we do have the, the highest AI talent penetration. And uh, we have a very young population. In fact, there was a research recently, I forget by who, on uh, you know how come people are reacting to generative AI. And India, Indians had the least amount of fear or apprehension as expected. So we, we have a very, very young uh, population. And uh, you know, as NASCOM, we believe that we can, we are at that stage where we can actually convert this entire population into generation AI. Um, and today, talent is the biggest resource need that companies, um, you know, want. They're looking for they, it, it's in tremendous short shortage. So if we can 
become that talent hub, we can leverage the demographic dividend to become the talent hub. Um, it can be a tremendous competitive advantage. So that's, that's the first priority for us uh, to work with government to build the talent base. Uh, second one, as I said, we are working with industry and government to see how we move the ecosystem up the value chain. What is needed in India, whether foundation models, computing access, etc., a deep tech fund uh, to, to really grow a sustainable and higher value ecosystem in the country. The third area is adoption, building, you know, we're working with industry to figure out what are the use cases that will have a huge impact from a GDP productivity and therefore GDP perspective in India. And last but not the least, uh, regulation. Now, while we continue to work with the government to, to see how the regulatory framework needs to pan out, uh, we have already started working with the industry to see how self-regulation can come into play. And, and that is already happening as we speak. Okay, that's quite a lot of work going on, especially the talent one, I think, is uh, very crucial, right? Absolutely. So share closing thoughts on generative AI, where we are headed. I think one of the biggest opportunities when early technology started and American companies were willing to outsource, I think we saw the rise of the BPO industry. Then uh, we saw the rise of the KPO industry. I personally believe that the whole marketing outsourcing can be a huge opportunity for India. And uh, I personally believe we can see possibly, you know, you call it MMO or MK or whatever you call it. Total marketing spend will be, you know, more than a trillion dollars in the next uh, two, three years. And I think India can have a slice of that uh, if we get creative and we know how to really work uh, with the big marketing spenders globally. I think that's the next big uh, wave which India can uh, tap into. Wow. And MPO. That's great. Thank you so much, uh, Devjani and Shiv, for being uh, on the Business Line podcast. Thank you.